Welcome back to the Weak Desires Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Nicholas. Coming back at you for some more album reviews. And this time we're doing just May, because there's a lot for May that we have yet to cover. So we're going to be doing that. Not every album that we're going to be talking about, yeah, we're going to go too in-depth with, just because we have so many to cover. we got like about 20 or so to go through uh, in a single month, versus like the last episode where we had maybe that many in a span of a couple months. So we're going to be doing that. Of course, always got Scott here with me. Scott, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Just chilling with my dogs. Always love the dogs. All <laughs> right. Yeah, so there's about one, two, about like maybe like half of these or so that we both have listened to and have thoughts on. I have a couple of thoughts for some things. I'm going to let you start, talk about what you want to talk about, and then I can add in my thoughts as you're wrapping up on one or the other. Yeah, for sure. The first record that I think was one of the first records that came out in the month of May was Silverstein's new record, Misery Made Me. When we saw them back in December, they had just released the first, the second single off of this album that just came out. And I'd been very eagerly looking forward to this record all year and it did not disappoint one bit super super good post-hardcore record they keep reinventing themselves just and just enough to keep it really fresh with without losing who silverstein is you know what i really dug about this record was they took some of the I guess, I don't want to say radio-friendly, but the catchiness of their previous record, Beautiful Place to Drown, and they supplemented that with harder riffs, harder, you know, drum parts, whatever, and it made it sound, you know, in some areas, like an older Silverstein record, like This Is How the Wind Shifts is, is a record that this reminded me of a little bit, with a little bit more maturity and growth. But yeah, this record was super fun. Really just awesome, awesome hooks, awesome riffs. Yeah, this one was super, super good. And also some really good guest features as well. Nothing Nowhere had a feature in one of the songs called Live Like This. Just fit like a glove. So, so good. This is easily one of my favorite records of the year so far. What do you think about it? Yeah, it was definitely different from their last record. I felt like Beautiful Place to Drown was had some more like pop punk elements to it with like adding in the hardcore and the screaming and all that so it's definitely a different take and seemed very fitting post 2020 you know felt like shane had a lot that he wanted to just like be i guess for lack of a better word angry about you know <laughs> so yeah i, I definitely like this I, th- I still think ultraviolet the single is one of my more favorite songs off the album because it's just so catchy i love the riffs and and all that yeah i mean i don't i don't know where i would place it i mean i don't i don't know too much of silverstein stuff it's mostly just know from like their past record forward so i don't know if i like it more than the last one but it's definitely like it was definitely solid like i i enjoyed listening to it and want to go back to it at some point yeah and their whole discography is is really worth getting into i mean yeah their very first record, When Broken Is Easily Fixed, is kind of rough around the edges. Part of that is, you know, it was recorded in like, gosh, probably 2002, maybe. And they were really young, you know, and probably didn't have access to, you know, Apple obviously didn't have access to all of the 
the technology that you have now and also just the experience factor of it. But yeah, no, their their whole discography is really solid and can get something different out of each record for sure. Next up, we had a record from Simple Plan called Harder Than It Looks. Simple Plan is a band that I have really just They've been close to my heart for years and years and years now. I got into them probably like 2008-ish when I was in middle school. And so they were a band that, you know, they've, in in a way, they've seen me grow up, you know. And so every time they put out a new record, I'm there for it. And uh, this record was a lot of fun. I like it a good bit more than their previous record. I think this record, Harder Than It Looks, is a bit more consistent. I, I can't remember if it was you, I told, or someone else, but I jokingly said that there's only one cringy song on this album, which is definitely a step up because their last record had quite a few, in my opinion. But yeah, I, uh, this record was really, really solid, really good pop punk record. And just, yeah, like, it's a good time. You know, it's it's short, it's 10 songs long. So, you know, you're not investing a whole lot when you get into it. And if you're a fan of, you know, older Simple Plan, then for the most part, this record will, will hit the spot for you. If you like, you know, old, early 2000s pop punk from, you know, like Good Charlotte, All American Rejects, all that stuff, you know, odds are you also listen to Simple Plan. So yeah, it, it fits into that <clears throat> that mold pretty well, and it's a yeah, it's a it's a breeze getting through. It really is, which is it's a good thing to have that every now and again. So, and I think you'd listen to it too. Yeah, I listened to it like probably just once all the way through. It was okay. Like I, so my background with them is again like middle school with me, I, but it, that was mainly like their their hits. You know, like Welcome to My Life. I'm just a kid. The you know stuff you would hear when you played like the like skateboard games back in the day at least for it was for me there was there's one game i think it was just called skate or like there's like a disney skate game like i i, I think that's what it was called it was just like disney skate or, or something like that that had simple plan in it and then like i had my neighbors were really into them as well so but ever since then i i, I didn't really follow them too much and so this was kind of like getting back into it and yeah i mean it's it's it was poppy. It was, it was all right. I really don't have much thoughts past that. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like the more poppy end of a, a pop punk, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think they've always kind of aired on that, that side of pop punk, definitely more radio friendly than, you know, other pop punk bands. And I've heard Peter talking about that and he's very, you know, okay with that. Just the fact that, you know, they're, more you know they're they're appealing to a, a mainstream audience and uh, they do that well and yeah overall it was, it, was, it was really fun you know nothing groundbreaking but definitely worth a listen next up which is um a record that is not as easily digestible <laughs> is a record called mr morale and the big steppers by kendrick lamar goodness you know i i've been waiting for a, a new kendrick record for years now and like a lot of people, I was just like, is it like really just not coming? And so that's why I was elated when I just randomly found out that this record was coming out this year. And so it came out and it is a, for the most part, a pretty heavy listen. There's a lot of heavy themes that are discussed in this record. Kendrick never shied away from that. 
And he always does it in such an emphatic and effective way, really. I, I'm th- in particular, I'm thinking of, let's see, what was the song? We Cry Together. There's a song called We Cry Together, and it's basically a fight between a couple, but it's like a rap also. It is just the most, one of the most insane things I've heard on a record this year. Like probably, like maybe the most just absolutely it, it, like the first time I heard it, it blew my mind and it still kind of blows my mind when I listen to it now but yeah that's pretty much this whole record like there there's no wasted space on it and that's what I really appreciate about it it's a it's a long record it's over an hour long almost 20 songs so it is definitely an investment and for me personally like it's hard to even call this leisure listening because like it's you know like it's something that you really you do have to commit to and you have to commit to kind of being on Kendrick's wavelengths for over an hour that's why I I have specifically only chosen to listen to this when I know I have the time to get through the whole thing yeah this also is probably going to end up on my top 10 of the year just a just an awesome record and he's actually coming to Charlotte soon and not wait to see him again but uh, yeah mr morale and the big steppers was very <laughs> it, it was a good one it was a good one yeah i so i i decided to you know try and take a listen to it because I, I mean i i heard of him when like to pimp, pimp up butterfly came out and i was like trying to like i don't know what the f- phrase i'm looking for is but just try to just try to like you know give it a shot because it's, it's it's with it's not in the realm of music I normally listen to. Um, so I gave it a shot kind of more of like, like a leisurely, like as I was doing something, cause I didn't want to just like sit and kind of listen to it. So it's funny how you describe that when I kind of did the opposite I and mean, obviously have a lot of different feelings about it. And I remember that song you, t- you talked about. I, I remember listening to that too. That was one, definitely one of the more impactful songs in that album. Kind of made me feel uncomfortable if I'm going to be honest. I mean, I guess that's like, it has that effect. So I'm not saying that in that negative way, but I I just couldn't get into it. You know, like it was just so different from like the normal song structure that I'm used to. And that kind of just mm-hmm. threw me off. I know it's, I know maybe I just got to come come it from a different perspective or whatever, but yeah, it didn't really do it for me. I mean, I'm not surprised either. You definitely seem to be more of the person that listens to hip hop or a lot, a lot of that stuff, you know, whereas I'm mainly just, kind of rock and metal or some folk singer songwriter occasionally but yeah and you know it it is definitely like gosh within the first 10-15 minutes I was listening to this record I was like oh this is not like his other stuff for the most part it's you know I I, I think you're right in that it, it it does feel structured differently and I think that's you know why for me sitting sitting down and like listening to it listening to it like that's what helped me like really latch on to it and it i think it it probably did take more than more than one listen for me to you know fully appreciate it like i, I really liked it the first time i listened to it but the more i listened to it the more i was like oh you know like the more it really clicked and uh, yeah no there's definitely so like that song especially is is I'm very uncomfortable and I think that's absolutely what he was going for and I think there's a lot of 
those moments in his music all together where it's like, I don't like the way you're you're making me feel right now. But yeah, and I think for me personally, just the way he delivers his you know, his message and yeah, everything about it just really works for me personally. But yeah. Next up we have a band we are seeing this weekend actually as we are recording this a band called state champs they put out a record called the kings of the new age and i you know like when you think of quintessential pop punk it really could just be a picture of this record and i mean that in the best way possible like i just really appreciate state champs because they know what they're good at and they do it very like you know that they don't really like deviate from that in like any like offensive way. Like they, they know what they're good at and that's what they do. And this record very much exemplifies that. It feels a lot shorter than it is because it just flows so well. But yeah, this, this record is just an absolute blast. It's a, I mean, it, yeah, top tier pop punk record. Like if you're a pop punk fan, and you haven't listened to this record, then you're doing it wrong because this is like, this is the pop punk record pretty much. Super catchy and just the, all the songs are super fun. And I can't wait to hear some of these live. But yeah, State Champions new record is a darn tootin' good time. Yeah, I, I fully agree. This is, State Champs is like probably my favorite pop punk band ever. Like they're, they're just, the songs are so good. Oddly enough, didn't listen to much of their last album, but I think that was kind of like when, you know, that was, it was kind of fading for me. That genre was kind of fading for me, oddly enough. So yeah, I, I mean, every song is a banger. Like there it's, it's, it's really good. Like lyrically, it's the same pop punk style, but the melody is like a super catchy, just like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's super solid. It's, it's easily the best work they've put out, which I mean, I, after listening to Around the World of Mac, I, I thought like, how can you talk this? But I think they, I think they were able to pull it off with this and very excited to go see them this weekend after I think like six, I think it's been like six years since I've seen them. Um, I saw it's them been a while for me too. I like, there's a, there's like a, a phase where I saw them like every couple months. Like, I think I've seen them maybe like five or six times, but it's not been yeah, I think it's been six years for me too. Like 2016-ish was the last time I saw them. So I'm, yeah, very excited to, to finally get to see them again, especially with this new material. Yeah, I've only seen them like once or twice. It was the day Alt Press tour. So it was them, Neck Deep. I think Knuckle Puck was on there. and Yeah, like um, Pacific. I like Pacific. Yeah, I was going to say Stan Lake, but no, like Pacific. Yeah, because I mean, out of, tour. Out of God, like, just, yeah, it, it was so, it was a... <laughs> like just stacked. do that tour again. Like just... We can just reboot that whole tour. Like, yeah, honestly. then you can add you can add Hot Mulligan in there for the extra. Yeah, uh, honestly, like taste oh, in there perfect. because they're they're a funny band live. Like I, I can't believe I've seen them. Like this will be my third time seeing Hot Mulligan now in a span of like, I think like a year. Kind of crazy because yeah. I had we saw them headline. Yeah, uh, and then they opened for Knuckle Puck. Oh yeah, for Knuckle Puck. Yeah. 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 yeah you gave me a ticket to that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I swear, every time I see them, they're just like, they crack me up, man. They're so funny. Yeah, I, I forgot that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a third time for me too in the span of a year. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, great pop punk record. Pop punk's fun. If you don't like pop punk, then you don't like fun. So, but <laughs> yeah, that's that. And the last one I have 
any your thoughts on it and not i don't have many thoughts on it but i wanted to give it a quick shout out was harry styles new record which is called harry's house i think i've only listened to this once and it's funny because the last time he put out a full length i was feeling about it the same way i was feeling about this one which is just meh like it's like harry styles who gives a crap and i forget like he's really freaking good and so uh, this was a nice surprise for sure i obviously did not want to spend 500 dollars for nosebleeds to see him in concert but yeah no i really did enjoy this listen it was nice to listen to all the songs before they got heinous amounts of radio play that was nice but yeah harry's house is a it was a delightful little, little listen i think it was what maybe like 11 songs or so so it wasn't too taxing if you know if it had not been good but it was so uh yeah it was a lot of fun yeah this one caught me by surprise i i wasn't sure what to expect because i didn't listen to the album before that and there was just like this preconceived notion like i saw a a tiktok that was really funny it was like a girl that just like is starting to put on the the album and then, and then like within a second of it playing, she's like posting about the guy saying how good it is. It was like, it, like it just this shows to show you how like the expectations, expectations for some people were already so high of this album being good that they were just going to like, you know, immediately say it was good, which I mean, and, and, and the, the real funny thing is that like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's, it's really, it's got a good groove to it. It's like kind of got a nice like funk groove to it. So I, I was a big fan of that, that energy with the album and liked it a lot more than I thought I would do. I, honestly, it's it really just caught, caught me off guard. I think I've only listened to it once as well, but I would definitely go back and listen to a couple of songs. I can't think of the names off the top of my head, like which songs in particular I liked. It may have been like one of the first two ones that was like, okay, you know, definitely like within the f- like first song or two, it's definitely like, okay, you know, I, I'm willing to check out this whole thing and give it a shot i mean i'm willing to check out the whole albums in general so i'll give myself time to really go through that it's, i mean this this whole podcast has helped me to really dive into music that i normally wouldn't otherwise just so i can have well i don't say just so i can have thoughts about it but just so i can like branch out of my normal range of music that i listen to because i mean if i were just to listen to one or two genres just exclusively it would get kind of like boring at some point or maybe it wouldn't because I, I mean I, I still to this day love metalcore so I don't think I'm ever gonna grow out of that but it's nice to step out and listen to like like this kind of music it, it was really refreshing and yeah just overall was I was a fan of it so yeah and you know I think also like I've been doing that too recently with with just I guess more mainstream music I've been trying to catch up with a little bit like I listen to Post Malone's new record which actually I don't it might be eligible, <laughs> but I listened to it and I, I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. It was, it was really solid. And I also listened to Doja Cat's latest record, which was, I would not recommend it, but I mean, it was, it was, it was fun for what it was, but yeah, you know, I think it's, it's good to do that. And like, I, I, I like a good bit of, of mainstream stuff myself. I am not one to say that it's overly simplified. I think, you know, there are some cases where that is true, but I, I also think it takes a lot of talent to create something that appeals to so many people, you know? So I, I do try to keep 
keep up with that stuff as well. And yeah, obviously there's a whole whole bunch of it, so I can't keep up with everything. But yeah, it, it is good to stay diversified. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely want to give everything a shot. And I mean, I, I there's with like in terms of the pop records, like I I listened to the Billie Eilish record when that came out, and I think I gave the Halsey record a shot, even though like I don't think anything besides her first album. Like her de- debut album is going to be anything like adventures for me, unfortunately. I like just thought kind of how it is, you know, and like not not that like pop is a, a, like a bad thing. Like I was kind of knocking people plans for like it being them being more poppy. I'm not saying that it's like a bad thing. I'm just saying it's not, it's not really for me, you know, it's, it's just this, this stylistically, it's, I don't know what, how to describe it, but. And I get what you're saying too, because I think. Also with, you know, something like, I guess, like the simple plan, Mike, for you, I think also you're coming at it as, you know, primarily a fan of more, you know, guitar driven music. So when, you know, maybe a more electronic, you know, pop aspect of it is, you know, more centered, you know, it, it might be less of your thing, you know, and yeah. in the same way too. And yeah, it's, I, I think, you know, there's, there's something to that. Yeah. But even then like stuff like lights or some, the early 77 stuff had was more pop punk. So I had guitars mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's like, I said, like even, even lights has some guitar stuff. So it's it, maybe not the best examples, but there are some like synth pop stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. I right. think mainly right. just because they have like good hooks and melodies that really keep me engaged where I feel like maybe some more pop music is like, uh, maybe some of it just feels like it's kind of overdone in a way in terms of like, maybe like food. If like, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to go for it anyway. So say you have like something that's like really well done, but it like food could be like, oh, like you know, food could be underdone, underprepared, or it could be over overcooked. And I kind of see pop music as kind of stuff that's like maybe done too well to a point where it's not of interest to me or appeals to too many people. That's why like a lot of the, the metal bands that go more radio rock, I feel like they just kind of like, it's a very, like lyrics are very generic. Like even when they're like have songs that are like super vulnerable, it just feels like it's, it's, it's hitting a, how would I describe this? It's like sonically more palatable, I think in a way. Yeah. So to a larger, you know, group of people and that yeah that's definitely i i see where you're coming from for sure and i think with how produced pop is and mainstream music is i definitely can understand that i think you know right now almost there there's kind of a a niche of mainstream pop music that's a little bit more raw but like at the same time, like that's going to have its own thresholds too, just to make sure that it's, you know, radio friendly enough. But there, there is a little bit more of a, an edge to to mainstream music right now, which is it's been interesting because, like, you have, you know, certain like there's a little bit of pop punk is back into the mainstream. But you know, I, I think a lot of that has to do with Machine Gun Kelly, which we don't have to talk about that i don't want to talk about it but you know like i that it's that there there is kind of an edge to to a lot of mainstream music now but 
like I said, there, there's always going to be kind of a threshold as to how far that can go. Yeah, for sure. I guess I just like more bands that either stick to the genre that I that I prefer or dive into that kind of genre blends. Like with the new Stan Atlantic record transitioning to that, I really like the way that even though they're like they're very poppy in that way of like their courses or whatever, they really experimented with some like heavier elements, which I thought was really cool. So I thought that was a very more experimental album that I really liked that they went for it. And I just like bands that like kind of go for what they want to write versus just maybe, and maybe some bands want to have that more general outreach. So the right, more radio friendly stuff, but yeah, it's like more pop bands or more punk bands like experimenting more into like a hardcore or just like a heavier side. I think it's really cool. And just goes to show that like, you don't really have to stick to a certain sound I mean, Beartooth is a great example of how you can write like very poppy songs and then out of nowhere comes like a, a very heavy bridge and it works, you know, it, you don't think it works like how with how vast difference that is. But and this is speaking into like the the new the very new song they just released because this is as of right now, this is mid-July. So they released that new single Riptide. And that was like overall a poppy song. But then like the bridge comes in and it's like, whoa, that kind of came out of nowhere. All this to say that like pop music can be what it is and it still be fine. We just have all our, our certain tastes and can only take what we really want to listen to. So, but yeah, so Stan Atlantic record was pretty good. I think I've only listened to that once or twice, but really like that. And maybe at some point we'll, I'll see them live. I know they, they've come around here every now and then, but for, which is kind of cool for like a, a band that's in Australia. I really like the Australia band, bands are really trying to reach out to the their estate's audience. I will say the song, gosh, I can't remember what the name is, but it's the song with nothing nowhere. Was that Death Wish? That yeah, Death Wish. Yeah. That song is so freaking catchy. Like it is, it gets stuck in my head so easily. I love that song. Yeah, that one. And I mean, I, I kind of got into a little bit from their last album because Hate Me Sometimes is it really catchy. It's like, like, like my favorite song from them. So that really got me into like listening to them. The Molotov, okay. That one was like the really oddly like heavy song. And it's like, it's not their, actually the Death Wish is probably like their most, it's the most played song on Spotify, like by far. It's like t- like 20 million plays versus the rest of the stuff, which is like the next one is like 2 million. So that's, you know, it's pretty cool. And the, the fact they got to collaborate yeah, a couple of features on there I'm seeing too. So they seem like they'd be a fun band live too. Cause that literally like, like the last song is just like their vocalist kind of like, it sounds like it was like a scratch track of another song that was just kind of like really silly. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know why they included it on there. Otherwise, other than just to be funny, but yeah, that was really cool. It's called a fear like F E A R with like, it must stand for something else, but yeah, the songs are like two, three minutes long. So even though it's like a 14 minute album, sorry, 14 minute album, 14 track album, <laughs> I don't think it was too, too long, but okay. So that was that. There's still a couple more that I want to talk about that we haven't gotten into yet. Did you want to talk about Floor's album at all? I don't know. You had it on your list. Okay. I listened to it. I don't really know the band that well, but I listened to it last night. Thought it was pretty kind of catchy, like a cool... I don't know if comparing it to 1975 is accurate, but uh, it's called Future Shine. Yeah, it was it was fun, like a really that kind of pop sound to it. 
That, that's really I think it's I fair to compare to compare most of the bands in the indie rock genre instead of the nineteen seventy five at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but that that's what it reminded me of somewhat. So yeah, that's really all I got on it. Like I just re- listened to it as I was playing video games or something. So that's that. I think we cover all the ones that we both had thoughts on. So I have a couple. Another album that I listened to fairly recently, just to cover for this, was Hailstorm's new album, which I don't know too much other discography, but I really like Lizzie Hale's voice. I was like, this is really powerful. And the, their whole sound is like a really good, like hard rock metal sound to it. So I've always liked their sound. I've just sometimes lyrically, they don't really do it for me. So this one's called Back from the Dead. I guess after number, I don't know when the last album was. Might have been, a, a, I'll have seen some, I guess, no, 2018. I guess it's not too far back with some other stuff in between that that's i'm just scrolling through spotify right now just to see it but yeah i mean there were some couple a couple cool like riffs in that and like some songs didn't always hit it for me so like spoilers i don't think it's going to be in my top 10 i I really don't think so but there were definitely a couple cool songs from there like i said got the hard rock sound to it and just overall really like the songwriting from it. Like the whole song structure from it, I think was really, really, really well done. Vocals are super powerful. And I think she's definitely one to like give off the, the message, like a powerful message in her songs. Like all the songs have a meaning, even though like, if not all of them relate to me or appeal to me, but overall uh, it was, it was, it was pretty good. So there was that one. I decided to take a listen to three days. Grace's new, album because i know you weren't going to listen to it at all and oh man it was kind of like the same thing we were talking no no it's not it's not like simple plan but it was like definitely like one of those albums where it's it feels like it's trying to appeal to more of a general audience oh i i compared it i said i remember texting you and saying that i compared it to if like skillet and red had a baby or something like that it was very much like it had some cool like drop tuned riffs and stuff like that. But there's definitely a couple songs where it's like it gets like it sounds like it's really vulnerable, but it's it's very kind of cliche and it, it just kind of like I don't know. And you definitely have some. I, I think there was like at least like two, maybe three like acoustic ballads. And for whatever reason, like some of those rock ballads just seem so. I don't know if grandiose is the right word, but it kind of just seems like it just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't really appeal to me. I, it, sometimes it can, but for, for It these, takes themselves way too seriously. Yeah, I, th- I think that's over what it was. It, these songs just kind of take themselves too seriously or like they're, like I said, just kind of appealing too much to a general audience where it doesn't, it just isn't, you know, I mean, I mean, not to say that the whole album was bad, but I think there was a couple to take away from, but Overall, not something I really go back to. Definitely, they had their stronger songs were definitely more from their earlier times. You know, the, the songs you always hear people talk about, which I'm blanking on the names, but I hate everything about you, or what I've become. And what I've become. Yeah, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, the those ones. So, yeah, I mean, if. If you want to venture out and give it a shot, I'd say go for it. But I, <laughs> I wouldn't expect too too much from it unless you like that sound. You you like stuff 
like skillet and later red stuff or even i guess this would appeal to like nickelback and maybe five figure death punch bands fans as well that kind of area i mean that's that's kind of how i see it as those bands being like more of like the even if they are like have like heavier parts to them they're not like they don't always appeal to people who would call themselves like metalheads you know yeah definitely radio rock or butt rock it's butt rock <laughs> I don't, the butt rock name is just kind of weird because like even you you call that uh bands in like their i mean this is a band in the you know early, early mid 2000s right so there you go yeah i don't know it was it was okay it was an average butt rock record yeah, I mean, just go in that with an expectation, and maybe you'll like something out of it. So I don't know. No, you don't have any thoughts on it. Never mind. I got a few more here. So this is one songwriter that I follow through Instagram. I don't know what initially drew me, like how I found her. Her name is Julia Zivic, some uh, very R and B slash singer songwriter from New York. She was in a band called Vinegar Mother uh, that had some pretty cool songs and then she also had some like in a, a previous solo album before this one but this one was really was really cool it, it, it's mostly just like her and her guitar with some, maybe some other uh, effects later in with a, a electric guitar really cool like i said r&b and vibes so, like her voice is just so so soothing it's just, i really like the way she sings a couple of my favorite songs off that album are philadelphia and greedy bay and the album's called good cry it's a very emotional album, just very kind of like overall relaxing. I don't, I don't think there's much percussion to the album, which I kind of like having more of that in albums. But I, I, but even so, like really like the work she's done, really like her voice, and just recommend it to anyone who's into like who likes singer songwriter artists because she's definitely someone you should be looking out for. She's got really great music, and I hope she continues to do that. Her, I think her, her boyfriend has a pretty cool band too, which I'm drawing a blank on the name of i'll list it in the show notes once i remember what it's called what they're called but they have a, like a very i won't say classic rock sound to them but they have like an older rock sound to them that is, is very good i wish i remember what the name was but i will list, list it later so yeah would highly recommend that album good cry and then a band that opened for dance kevin dance back in back in may when we saw them moon tooth which they their album had to come out but when we saw them, but it came out later that month. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll go check them out. I liked how they were live. And uh, it's, it's, it was, it was interesting to see them play with a band like Dance Gavin Dance and Memphis Mayfire because they, I wouldn't call them like a hardcore band. They definitely have a, they kind of almost remind me of Volbeat and that's in that sound, uh, in that realm of like rock music. So it was like that, even with like the first song I heard, the first, I don't know if it was their first single, but the first song I heard from them was, I'm finding it here. Where'd it go? Oh, Alpha. Alpha Howl is the song. It's got like a really good, like driving riff in the beginning and kind of mills out. And they have a, just have a really interesting sound. Like that, so that, that song, I don't think it's a concept album, but the, the stylistically, it's, it's very similar to the rest of the stuff where it's kind of mixes in some earlier or also say older rock sound with, some more modern, I won't say modern metal, but modern like hard rock. And oh, just overall sounds pretty cool. I, I listened to it like like once or twice and I was pretty, I don't say surprised, but different, 
definitely like the overall the album is called Alpha Alpha Howl as well. So that's the title track. And yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you like those kind of bands. Like I think they they kind of fit the bill with with that, even though they weren't like a metalcore band by any means. But if you like drop tune guitars and bands like that, I think you would like this album. So that was pretty cool. A band we saw a couple of years ago open for I think Knuckle Puck was called Better Love. They released that like a three song EP, whatever. And back in Good May, day. yeah, oh, yeah. It. So they, it's pretty, it's very much like them, like stylistically. So I would recommend that. I think it would have like a little bit more guitars on the al- on the album, but on the the record. But overall, pretty catchy. Like the vocals, like everything about it. So that's really all I have to say about it. Like I said, it's only three songs. So, but it was released. Yeah, it was released back on the. I want to say it was released back on the 20th because, and I know this really oddly because my younger sibling's birthday is on the 20th and that's the same birthday as the guitarist and vocalist Jacqueline or Jackie. So yeah, recommend that. And Max showed me this in in Discord. There's a band called With The Punches. There's a, a, a pop punk band. It was a, I'm checking right now to see how many songs it was. It wasn't too long. I think it was only like, yeah, it was more like an uh, EP because it's only five songs. But it was, I mean, like you said, if you like pop punk, you like the State Champs record, you like that, I think you would like this. There's not much to say. I, mean, I, only, li- I only listened to it like all the way through it once, I think, once or twice. But it seems to be the thing with us. We listen to an album only like once or twice. Or if we really like it, we'll go back and listen to it more. But that's another fun one. I, I recommend that if you're into that style music. And then... I believe the last one I have to talk about is Hollow Front, which I've been following them for a little bit. Brian Kirby of Fit for King co-manages them. And they were on the tour with Fit for King and Silent Planet. So I got to see them live. Um, they're like an up-and-coming metalcore band. They got like an overall really cool sound. And one of their guitarists, Lee Albrecht, is also like produces for them. Like he later joined the band and I really like his production work on a lot of other stuff. And he like he's done he's done stuff, produced and done some stuff for a lot of YouTubers like Lauren Babick of Fred and Denial, Jonathan Young, and some others that I'm not remembering. But overall, like this is really good. And a couple of notable songs off of that album are Self-Sabotage and Heritage. Really like those songs. I go back and listen to them pretty frequently. So the rest of the album, I, I don't remember too much, but it's it's I think they're they're a pretty solid band. They're not one of my favorites, but I think they're really cool and would definitely recommend for any fans of Melkor and that sound. They, they definitely go hard. And then they also have some more of the sing-along type of songs, like how Polaris has some of those, you know, and some other bands like that. So if you like it's if you're a band of like if you're a fan of Fit for King, Polaris, uh that kind of stuff, you'll you'll like this record, I think. And I believe that's it. We're going to be cutting these into separate months here. So we'll do June another month just so we can have some more time to talk about this. But yeah, that's the albums for the month of May. And uh, yeah, so for anyone that regularly listens to this, thank you. We really do appreciate people wanting to take a listen to hear what two white guys in their 20s talk about music, mostly metal. So I appreciate I'm anyone that white. I'm half Swedish. You're half Swedish. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, regardless, appreciate any support and we'll be back relatively soon with June's. I'm going to try to get these episodes out as soon as possible. So until then.